1: Everyone, you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk Podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher. She might not be too wonderful to me today. She plans on yelling at me, but we'll get to that later. And we are also joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce, our Flyers pre- and post-game live producer. Joe, Taryn, the outdoor game was beautiful to start, ugly to finish for the Flyers. They were severely undermanned. I think everyone knew they were... They had the odds stacked against them going into that game before puck drop, um, and it did not go well from the second period on. They lose 7-3 to the Bruins. Uh, They come home um, not feeling too great about themselves, but at least they're hoping for some reinforcements. Taryn, what was your biggest takeaway from the game? Were you upset by the result? Uh, I wasn't,
2: like, offended by the actual score. I didn't expect – you know, I I was hoping the Flyers would fight hard and – You know even if they lost it be a respectable loss um and other than the second period i i don't think it would have been that like uh that disgraceful feeling that everyone seems to have um the real issue that that i have is that um like carter looked bad so (laughs) that's just the truth and I got yelled at on Twitter last night for both defending Carter Hart and being too harsh on Carter Hart at the same time, so I don't really know what I can and cannot say without getting yelled at some more. But he, he, was, he was bad. And the thing that's, I think, um, really tough about that is it's not like he's had a red-hot start to the season and then this was just a one-off. He's had a few games, and we said this last night on post-game – He's had a lot of that was uncharacteristic. That was uncharacteristic. That was uncharacteristic kind of games, and at some point, it's 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 a habit. It's a trend. It's you know, it's not uncharacteristic anymore. And you know, the thing that really kind of um, teed me off last night with people is that he can both have a slow start to the season this year. He has still not yet played what would normally be a full NHL season yet, right? Like he's. And we really would only be, what, like a a month into the season normally? I don't think people would be hitting the panic button at the beginning of November as much as they are now normally because generally February, late February, is really meaningful hockey to people. That's what our, like, body clocks tell us. Um, And it is really meaningful because the season is shortened. But, yeah, the the result stinks. You know, Lane Vino – wasn't hypercritical last night, I think, because everybody knew the situation going. I don't think they talked about it in the locker room, like, hey, we're missing six guys. We're missing five top nine, actually top six, really, on most team forwards. So let's roll over and let them scratch our belly. But, um, you know, it was more the, the bad parts of the game and, and some of the goals just look worse because of how they happened, and that's the real downer of it all. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
0: Amex.
1: Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Joe, we know the challenges goalies face in these outdoor games. There's different sight lines um, (laughs) then you throw in the fact of sun. Uh, There's a lot there. There's a lot there for goalies to deal with. On top of it, Carter Hart never got to get on the ice, same with Tuka Rask, uh, before this game was played, other than warm-ups, the day of. Um, there's a lot of challenges there. How much do you put on just all the challenges going in for Carter Hart, or how much do you put on it, he was just not good?
0: Um, I think a couple things. I don't think he played well in that game. I don't think anyone would argue otherwise. Um, We didn't get to hear from Carter afterwards because there was obviously the technical seemed to be a technical issues with the zoom there on site. So I don't know that he would have said anything that would have been eye opening likely not but um, this trend I'm starting to see I'm starting to see with Hart. it seems like he'll make a the highlight real saves. He'll stop a guy on a breakaway. He'll go post the post and make a sprawling save, but then he'll leave the top corner open on the play. I mean, obviously the shot by Pasternak on his, Pasternak's second goal was a snipe, but his the top corner is still open. That
2: was and, my glove side, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, so he's, le- it's, it's the, I guess you would say the more common, like, Type of shot that seems to be beating heart um, uh, I believe it was pasta 's third goal where he had to go post to post, but the shot came from like out by the circles it wasn't it wasn't in close, and he kind of got there, but he didn 't really get there, and it went off him into the net so you know he he there just seems to be like a lot of exposure of the net um, with some of his positioning so Maybe, you know, maybe he'll work with the goaltending coach and kind of switch a couple of things up. But, you know, we see the guy, we see the, the, the star potential and the guy that we all think is there when he makes those highlight real stops. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about him in terms of the long term. And, you know, in the newsroom last night, we were talking, um, Taryn and I, with Al Morgani about, you know, just the the extreme reaction to Hart's play, um, and I mean this city it, with every sport is known to have extreme reactions. Uh, get rid of this guy. I see people on uh, commenting on the Flyers Instagram this morning. To, I mean, there's people suggesting firing Vigneault, and I'm like, what has this team done that you would even suggest that that would be something? What about what's going on the ice right now has to do with the coach? I don't see a lot. Um, he's got to get a team ready to play, minus a bunch of guys, schedule changes, all kinds of different things. And we almost all no practice that.
2: time, almost no right. practice time, which is really like a, a, a massive mountain to climb with a completely different team than you generally have, by the way. Sorry, continue, Joe, I didn't mean
0: yeah, no problem. I, I mean, we all watched that first period last night. And, you know, the Bruins were dealing with it, too. I don't think – I mean, yeah, they Marshan makes a great play to Pasternak for his first goal, but I don't think anybody looked particularly crisp in the first period of that game yesterday on either side. So, you know, it, it's it's not like they've gone out and they've lost five straight games at home against teams that were, you know, inferior to them. But the reactions can get extreme. Obviously, we know that and we see that. I just think it's a little bit uh, panic button too early on Carter Hart. And, you know, we've all seen goalies, great goaltenders, have rough seasons. I mean, two years ago, Jordan Bennington was the greatest thing since slight bread. And then last year, he wasn't even, he got benched. So it's not like, it's not like we haven't seen this kind of thing before.
2: Mark andre Fleury became the backup to Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard, a few years before that, was god-awful as well. Like, this, this this is the thing as well that, like, really stands out to me because it's interesting when it comes to hockey on social media because you have your local fans, and then you also have, like, up in Canada, not all Canadian fan bases follow their local team or they don't have a team near them, so they follow players and so on and so forth. So there's like a lot of Edmonton people that follow the Flyers now because of Carter. And I had some guy last night who said, I would back the Brinks truck up to Wells Fargo Center, dump every dollar in Edmonton into Wells Fargo Center to leave with Carter Hart because he is not, he's not having a good start to the season for what we expect out of Carter Hart. He is not a bad goalie. There have been games this season where we've said if it was not for Carter Hart, this game would have, A, gotten out of hand, or, B, the Flyers would have, wouldn't have would have gotten a point. And that game against the Rangers, you know, just a few days ago, that was one of those games. So it's just – that's the thing that's tough is everybody jokes. Philly has two – has, like, two attitudes, cocky as hell or completely distraught, and there's no in between. And Carter came up. And people were ready to give him the Vesna after his first save against Detroit in his first game in the NHL. I mean, people were ready to anoint him the second coming of Jesus Christ. And then all of a sudden, if he's not, if he's not red hot to start the season, it's like, Oh my God, this kid's trash. I've said for years, he's only just okay. And it's like, well, not really. I mean, that's not really true. Um, and he was bad on the road last year and people still thought he had a good season. And There's been plenty of other goalies who have been very, very good that have bad stretches, especially when the team in front of you is bad. And I don't think that's anybody – people talk about like, oh, now we're making excuses. That's not making an excuse. That's the fact of the matter. The Flyers, even with those six players, played really bad games this season. And that's not really something – Carter, you know, there have been a lot of goals this season I'm sure he'd like back. But that's not, like, complete defensive breakdowns for 200 feet of the ice. You can't really just put on the goaltender. And, you know, I saw Jason Martitas tweet something that I thought was interesting. And, and I, because I used to be ice level, and generally I'd be on the side that the Flyers were on for two periods, it would be hard for me to see depth the way you can when you watch on TV and you're looking down the ice. It's a completely different experience of the game. But Jason was pointing out, you know, Carter said before the year he was playing with depth. He was playing with angles with Dustin Schwartz, his goalie coach. And all of a sudden, it, it looks like Carter's further back in the net, which makes him smaller in the net, which, yeah, when Pasternak snipes that shot, I mean, Al was saying it last night, the, the way he's setting himself up in net right now leaves even like just these tiny little itty-bitty holes the problem is is that the Bruins are exactly the team that are able to find that hole and sneak a puck through it and you know I, I have to like part of me wonders and I wish we got to hear from him last night but I guess like his mic froze or whatever is going on in the NHL right now went on um, because you I'd love to know at some point what that offseason training really was in more detail and if he's trying to undo some things that he picked up you know you just you wonder but the, the the Carson Wentz treatment the get him out of town treatment the let's see if Elaine if uh, Chuck Fletcher is going to turn into Howie Roseman treatment is absurd at this point in time maybe I'll be wrong someday but it is absolutely absurd at this point in time.
0: Jordan and Taryn, I I just, just to go, I I think part of the extreme reaction when it comes to the Flyers and particularly the goaltending is people that grew up um, with their childhood being the era that my childhood was, that post Bernie Perrant and, you know, where Ron Hextall maybe was the goaltender for most of my childhood, they remember, you know, Claude Lemieux from the blue line ruining the Stanley Cup final chances. And in 95, and like those sorts of things are always in their memory. So this city and fan base have been so so starved for a goaltender that they can go, all right, that guy's in net. We don't have to worry about that anymore. That guy's going to be there. Let's worry about the rest of the team. And I feel like the extreme reaction is from that starvation for that goaltender. And the other thing I'll say is this. When we look around the league, who are the great goaltenders in the league? Save Andre Vasilevsky. Is there another great goaltender in the NHL right now? Because I, mean, I would say the answer is no. The
2: the Flyers arguably would have played against one of them who you put up in that in that club last night and Tuukka and even even he had some. I mean, there's I'm sure there's stuff you would like back in that game as well. It's just that it. The problem is with goaltenders, and, and you can say it's with defensemen to a certain extent as well, in any sport, is that when something goes down because you are the last line of defense, it is, the responsibility is so imbalanced in, in where it is placed on people. And so if you try to defend the fact that like, there have been really bad games that Carter's had to kind of step up in, um, and the Flyers are still lost, and he's played well, you're making excuses. Um, and on the other hand, if you criticize, you're kind of beating a dead horse because everybody wants to criticize. So, at the, the I mean, end of the day, I think we can all agree, bad game for Carter, not the end of his career – They have to play a game on Wednesday and two next weekend. So, and that game was not for the Stanley Cup. That game was for two points. The Flyers didn't get two points. They can earn six points by next Sunday if they want to, if they play well. So let's all just inhale, exhale, sip some chamomile tea, chill out. Put on a nice Spotify playlist. Chill out, everybody. Just chill. Should be easy. Cold outside.
1: Flyers Talk is presented by Wells Fargo. When our communities need us, Wells Fargo is here to help. Yeah, listen, Carter Hart is not immune to criticism. We're allowed to criticize Carter Hart. We all do it. Um, Like Carter Hart was not very – he was not good. He was not good against the Bruins. I thought he had a lot of seeing eye shots that he almost always stops. His reactions looked slow. Um, And who knows if that was the elements. Who knows if that was just the Bruins being really good. We didn't get a chance to talk to him. But it's – so it's fair to criticize. But at the same time, have some perspective. Just some perspective. He's 22 years old. He's allowed to have a clunker. He's allowed to have a bad game. He's not going to be perfect every game. Um, He's 22. Like, let's just have some perspective. Pump the brakes a little bit. It's okay, like Taryn said. Bad game, outdoors. And let's not forget, he's played the Bruins four times. Uh, This is a very unusual season where he's going to play one of the best, if not the best team in the NHL four times, and he's going to see him some more, too. The Bruins are good. Um, The Flyers were missing six guys. Uh, It did not end well, but, hey – I think that, like like Joe and Taryn were both saying, I don't know if, <clears throat> if we need to be pushing the panic button just yet.
0: Jordan, if I, would, if I could just follow up with one more thing. If you look around the league right now, um, again, I mentioned, take Vasilevsky out of the conversation. He's, I, I think, probably overwhelmingly the best goalie in the league. The days the days of Martin Brodeur and Dominic Hasek and Mike Richter and these guys that would go out there and, you know, get a couple of shutouts every two weeks, the days of that that type of goaltending in the NHL are no longer. And a lot of that has to do with the way defense is played, the penalties that are called, the checking or the lack of checking when you compare it to previous eras in the NHL. So I feel like like everybody goes and they expect this guy's going to give up zero goals or one goal every night. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to jump all over this guy and say that he's bad. And look around the league. Look at the scores. Who are the goalies in the league that are doing that? I would say there are none. Even if you look at Vasilevsky, he—I mean—he's had bad games this year. It's not like he's piling up shutouts one after the other. So, like you said, perspective. You need to have some perspective.
1: It's it's so well put. It's it's true. Like it, it's it's at the point where like if Carter gives up more than two goals, we're like, what the heck's wrong with him? It's like, no, that's. That's somewhat of a standard game. A lot of teams win those games. Um, so, yeah, just give it, t- give it some time, and time is a beautiful thing, and the Flyers have time, and hopefully they get some reinforcements. You know, they're going to have six guys coming back, hopefully soon off of COVID protocol, and they'll be back in full force. And, heck, they've played DeBruns five times already. And, um, by the way,
2: when Andre like Vasilevsky you know, like- oh, was 22, he was allowing over two-and-a-half goals a game himself. So, if Carter lets up three goals in a couple of games – it's like it's not that off pace for a good goaltender at 22 years old. If it was up to Ron Hextall, he might have been playing the Binghamton Devils on Friday and not playing in Tahoe on Sunday. So, you know, just just all, just all think about things in the greater context of the world, and it's it's okay. Sorry, Jordan. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just no, want to look up Andre's uh, stats from when he was 22, hoping to prove a point, but he was like he was still pretty good then. So. <laughs> wasn't too much to show for that other than the fact that like good goalies give up more than two goals a game sometimes it's
1: okay that was a perfect way to to send us off uh, a good Carter Hart themed podcast and uh, I hope fans are still excited about Carter Hart there's a lot to be excited about trust us Uh, you know we've talked to him for a while now since he's since he was drafted Uh, the kid has all the makings to be a really good goaltender in the future here in Philadelphia but uh, we will see how the Flyers rebound going into this week. They play Wednesday, and uh, let's see if they have some some reinforcements as well. But Taryn Hatcher, thank you so much. As always great chatting with you. Joe Forrest, thank you so much as well. Cannot wait to watch your pre- and post-game live shows moving forward. A special thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer as well. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by... Great railing. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.
2: Look around. You can find cars like these on Autotrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Autotrader. Just you wait. Autotrader.